Blog Talk Radio. This is the Hellbender Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. I'm your host, Kyle Alexander Romine. I'm an author from Kentucky. I'm also a medical doctor. I graduated from the University of Louisville School of Medicine. My debut novel, The Keeper of the Crows, appeared on the preliminary ballot of the 2015 Bram Stoker Awards. I've also written seven other books in horror, science fiction, fantasy, murder mystery, western, and thriller, all available for purchase on Amazon, ebook, and paperback. Now, on this show, I've been reviewing horror novels and interviewing other authors. I've been joined by some of my co-hosts and friends. Uh, we've got something special planned for you today, um, an interview with the Green County Middle School Library class led by Miss Brenda Hall so uh, and Miss Dottie Colvin. So with that said, Brenda, would you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I think you might need to hold it closer to your I'm not hearing anything <laughs> Start talking again I'm a librarian at Green County Middle School As Charles said I also I'm question all right so identify yourself uh make sure you hold the phone actually put the phone on speaker uh because i think we're having some issues with the sound ask your question and then uh, make sure you tell the listeners your name okay my name's cameron and when i'm writing like i usually base my characters off of people that i know so is that what you did with your characters like were they based off of people that you've met or that you know that's a great question I actually, so when I started writing, I would, all right, we're going to have to turn off speaker because I'm hearing myself <laughs> talking. It's silly. But when I started writing, uh, there were more characters based on me and people that I know. And I still do that to a degree. I'll take aspects of people's personalities. Uh, like in my new series, uh, my main character is uh, this grouchy old guy, and he's accompanied by um, his like adopted daughter who's like 16 and she's like very optimistic and her personality type is kind of similar to my sister Megan. Um, but I've moved away now. Like the more I write, the more I've gotten better at creating characters completely from scratch. My characters are less molded after people I know, but I still do at- incorporate aspects of people. 
So if I notice somebody has like a something that they do with their hands continuously or some trait like that makes them unique, I'll try and incorporate that into a character to give them their own unique flavor. Is that kind of like what you did with Logan where he was obsessed with like being clean and stuff? Yes. So my dad has really bad OCD and he will watch. You're actually the first person to ever pick up on that, by the way, in, in four years <laughs> since the book's been published. But uh, Logan will wash his hands repeatedly. Uh, my dad is a sur- is a general surgeon, and he's so OCD about cleanliness that he will like spend five minutes washing his hands repeatedly. And it's I mean his skin gets all dry and cracked and scaly. So that was definitely I took that and incorporated that into Logan's character. So that's a perfect example. Hi, my name is Layla, and um, what inspired you to write? Uh, well, Keeper is very heavily influenced by Kentucky. Uh, a lot of my books are set in all across uh, the world or in different places or in made-up fantasy worlds. Uh, but I grew up uh, in Taylor County, Kentucky, uh, in the Greensburg area, and I love to take walks on the farm. I love to walk through the woods. Uh, we have a barn. So you can see a lot of that imagery is reflected in the Keeper series. And uh, just me taking walks, going out late at night on the farm, uh, hearing noises, hearing sounds, thinking about creepy stuff is what influenced Keeper. I watched a lot of, uh, like, B-horror movies when I was a kid, and so Keeper is a lot, is in that vein. All right, my name is Logan, and um, my question is, did you originally have any different, like, plans for the way the story was going to go, or did, like, did you just come up with this idea and just go with it? So that's another great question. Uh, writers are a lot of times grouped into, uh, they call themselves pantsers and plotters. So plotters are people that like will start with this big 50 page outline and they're like, I have every single sentence mapped out and diagrammed and I can't write without it. And then you have people that say, Oh, forget the plot. I'm just going to start writing and let the characters dictate the story. I'm kind of a mixture. Uh, I, I start with my, where I want the plot to go, where I want the story to go, but I always leave it open for the characters to grow and change. So there were a couple of things that surprised me in Keeper, um, like Emma's death, for example, Jezebel's mom, um, Jezebel's death. There were some things that weren't planned that happened, and there are some things that I wanted to get into the story but didn't, and so I saved those things for sequels. Uh, I'm Reed. Anyways, are there going to be, like, any, like, true, like, big sequels or anything like that? Like, Yes. So I've written two sequels already, The Vengeance of the Crows and The Whispers of the Crows. I actually said those in the reverse order, but The uh, Whispers is number two, Vengeance is number three. Cover art has started. So my publisher, Sunbury Press, um, they started the cover art for both books two and three. Editing hasn't started yet. Hopefully it'll start soon. I'd love for one of them at least to be published by the end of this year. We w- we'll have to see. Um, traditional publishing sometimes takes longer than some of my self-published books, but there are pros and cons to both. Yeah, thanks. My name is Ethan, and I was just wondering in the story, is Bartholomew and the Darkness the same thing? Bartholomew is actually, and this is again something that will be touched on, and we will meet Bartholomew in later books, but he is a servant of the darkness, so he's a servant of Baal. He is not, he's not the darkness, but he's, he's definitely more closely attuned to it than, say, Percy Drewer.
And feel free to ask follow-up questions, too. If you have, if I answer something and you still have questions, you can hold on to the phone. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to get in trouble for this because, you know, other authors might be listening to this, but do you prefer to talk to, um, like, adults and other authors and people who actually um, analyze books and stuff like that, or do you prefer to talk to the kids? Well, first of all, identify yourself. For the listeners out there, I'm Ash. I'm Eve. <laughs> Excellent. And don't forget to hold the phone close to your mouth. You're breaking up a little bit there, Eve. Uh, but so <laughs> you Eva right? asked for our, for our listeners out there, since her response kind of broke up a little bit. Um, Eva was asking if I prefer to uh, talk to the adults or kid audiences, and that is very easy answer. 100% kids. So adults, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, uh, I might have talked to it with, with previous classes, but adults want to know about the business side of things. They want to say, well, how do you, how do you publish a book? Or like, um, how much money are you making? Or, or like questions like that. They want to know more about the process side of things. Whereas younger audiences generally will ask me about the characters. Like you guys, all the questions that you've asked so far today or in our pre, with our previous book discussions have been about the characters, about the stories, about the things that I have in mind when I write the book, the things that I can't wait to talk about. Uh, so I 100% any day of the week would choose to talk to somebody younger. Um, also, younger people are a lot more passionate about the stories and the characters. So that is yes. My name's Katie, and I want to know, are you planning to make a movie out of this book series? Well, I actually, there, by the way, there's a trailer for Keeper on YouTube if you can find it. Um, <laughs> so Layla just said that they uh, have actually wanted to, they actually want to make their own trailer. So uh, I would definitely encourage you to do that. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I've, I made a book trailer, and I would love – the opportunity to actually make a uh, film. When Keeper first came out, my publisher said, cross your fingers, there are talks to make a movie. Um, they have a relationship with, through one of their authors, Keith Rommel, who I'll also be interviewing on this show, who they've made some movies from his uh, books. So I would definitely love that. I would love if they could actually set the production in Kentucky. Um, so we'll keep our fingers crossed, but that's definitely been a dream of mine for a long time. I have a screenwriter um, from Moorhead, Kentucky, who's a friend of mine, and he is in Hollywood right now. So um, I passed another one of my books, Drone, on to him, and I encouraged him to think about making that into a movie. So we'll see what happens. Okay, so my name is Shelby, and I was wondering with your publisher, how far do your rights extend when it comes to, like, owning the Keeper series? Like, what can you do with it? Another great question. You guys are killing it so far today. So I'll tell you a little bit about the contract process. So um, with traditional publishing, what happens is you sign a contract and the publisher says, we will pay for cover art, we will pay for editing, we will upload your book, we'll publish your book, we'll do all that for you. You don't have to do anything. With self-publishing, I up, I'm responsible for getting editors, getting cover artists, getting proofreaders, paying for all that up front. The, the plus side of self-publishing is I can upload my own contracts, or I mean I can – upload the book on my own timetable, I can organize and run everything myself. There, there's a lot more responsibility involved in that, but you also are controlling your price, so you can run discounts and promotions and stuff like that. Um, you can just I – mean, I, there's, there's so much merits to both, but with the, with the books that are owned by Sunbury, um, they, 
they have um, rights to audio. Um, they have so we will share. So if a keeper was made into a movie, we would share in the in the profits. Does that make sense? Okay. If you don't have a question, that's fine. You might get one later. Later. Hi, my name's Callie, and as I was reading through the book, I was wondering what inspired you to choose the scarecrow as the main thing, like to go around and haunt people and kill them. That's another great question. So, I um I I wanted to tell a scary story, and I grew up watching a lot of horror movies, but I didn't want to go back to the same well of vampires, werewolves, ghosts. I wanted to tell something slightly different. So I thought the scarecrow was a good good way to start off writing horror books. Since then, I've written horror books that have been published that have a serial killer in them that have, let's see, um, I've written one with a banshee. That's not out yet. Um, what are my other scary books? I've, I've written so many books now I'm starting to forget. Um, but uh, I have written one with a werewolf finally, and I have, that is in the editing process. So I, I, I felt like I had to work up to those classic monsters. I want to do something kind of different first, and a scarecrow was an opportunity to do that. And I know in the first chapter, Jezebel mentioned that there was a special needs student in her class. Out of all the stereotypical characteristics of a student who is bullied, why did you choose to make him special needs? Well, I never really specify how Salem is special. So I don't say, for example, that he has Down syndrome or that he has some chromosomal abnormality or that he's on the autism spectrum. Um, basically, Salem is different. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean that he has any kind of mental impairment. He's just unusual. And he was bullied for that. I mean, back then in the 80s, when he came of age, they probably didn't even have a lot of terms for, and he was in a rural setting, they probably didn't have a lot of access to um, mental health evaluations and services back then. So all that was just established that Salem was different. And sometimes, it, a, a lot of times, a trope in horror stories and super stories that deal with the supernatural is that characters that perceive the world in a different way are able to sense, say, evil, for example, or supernatural forces uh, in a way that ordinary people can't. My name's Justin, and was Jezebel's sacrifice in the end originally planned or no? Was that, like you said earlier, it might have been just came up, but is that a rule of the of ball, or is that not? Yes. So I originally, and I think this will be the last question on the radio show because we've had some audio difficulties, so I'll just end it, and it'll probably be more natural when we're just talking. Um, but I've had a good, I've had a wonderful time. I hope the listeners have been able to hear these wonderful questions and responses um, Jezebel's sacrifice definitely Jezebel started out she was just supposed to be a secondary character and this is an example of how characters grow and change when you write I mean she basically became the hero of the story in her own right and definitely a co-character um, so that's an example of how if you're kind of a pantser like me as opposed to a plotter um, characters will surprise you um, sometimes bad characters do good things and good characters do bad things and they just show themselves in unexpected ways and that's one of one of the things I love about writing. I mean, I, I could never I've written out plot outlines before, but I love having like characters that can grow and change and unsurprising and surprising twists happen in the course of the story. Does that answer your question? All right. Well, I'm going to end the radio portion of our interview now uh, and get back to talking to these 
wonderful students. But this has been the Hellbender Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. I'm Kyle Alexander Romans, your host, and thank you so much for listening.